0: So, uh, so the couch is gone, uh, I'm not even sitting on a comfortable chair, I'm sitting on the edge of my chair. Uh, we are in part three of our series on lessons in lockdown. And the reason that I'm on the edge of my chair is because I'm very excited about what I want to share with you this morning, but I must say I'm also very weary. And the reason that I'm weary is because I want to be respectful. And careful and mindful of not only the times that we are living in at the moment, but how they are uniquely affecting you. Uh, you know, we are all going through this, but it is affecting us very differently and very uniquely. And I want to be respectful of that. Um, but but all through history, when there when there is a crisis, um, it. There's there's been this mindset, this this idea uh, to not let a serious crisis go to waste. And that crises present us with the opportunity to do things that we never thought we could do. Or to learn valuable lessons that we would never have learned if we weren't going through a crisis. Uh, or they also provide us with opportunity to do things differently uh, in the future that we would never have changed uh, had it not been for the crisis. So so I'm wondering about about this crisis, this COVID19 crisis which we are all going through at the moment. Um, what is it, what is it teaching us? We, we're hearing some of the lessons that it's that it's teaching us, but is it? Is it changing us? Is it changing uh, the way we think? Is it changing the way that we live uh, for the positive, for the good? And, and that's what I want to speak about this morning, specifically around this idea or this concept of enough uh, and, and living with enough and what our definition of enough is and what our idea of living with enough is and i realized that that enough is a very relative concept and society and culture w- would love to define what enough is for us our friends our family our colleagues they have their own definition of enough but ma my invitation this morning is a very personal invitation, it is how do you define enough in your life and what does living with enough look like for you personally? Because if if we are not intentional uh, in this area we will find ourselves on on this hamster wheel going round and round and round, this hamster wheel of never enough, of more is better, and that is what society tells us, and that is how a lot of people are living. So if we're not intentional, we're gonna be living like that. Uh, so so you, might be, you might be thinking, okay, well, well what is enough then? Uh, and at a very basic level, very basic level. If I had to say to you, enough is having what you need. Enough is having what you need. So uh, if you need food and you have food, you have enough. If you need shelter and you have shelter, you have enough. If you need clothes and you have clothes, you have enough. So that's at a very basic level. But we know that it actually doesn't work like that, does it? It's not quite as simple as that. Because it's not about what we need, it's about what we've convinced ourselves that we need or what we have been convinced of that we need. So so this line between need and want becomes very blurry. If you take clothes, for example, uh, we as women get told repeatedly, you can never have enough shoes, you can never have enough uh, outfits. The fashion industry has convinced us that you are what you wear, that somehow your clothes and your identity are attached. Uh, so, so the fashion industry wants to tell us, you can never have enough, uh, You know, more is better. But what if what if less is actually better and what if if this morning we get we get off that hamster wheel of never enough and more is better and we take a breath and we take a step back and we get some perspective, and we ask ourselves the question, what is enough? If you think back to level five lockdown, where only essential goods and services were allowed, so um, essential was was defined as uh, food, uh, cleaning and hygiene products, uh, medical related goods and and services, uh, fuel, So, so basic know basic goods and services and whether we agreed with the definition of essential because some of us did not agree with that definition Um, some of us think that uh, hairdressers are a very essential service Um, I guess that's what you get for not being satisfied with uh, the hair color that God gave you but be that as it may Some of us didn't agree with the definition of essential goods and services. It was defined for us and we had to live within those parameters for for 21 days. Then it was extended. So it's like five weeks. So we had to learn to live with less. And I'm wondering, where are we now? So so did we just endure it? Uh, are we still busy just enduring it and we cannot wait to get back on that hamster wheel of never enough and more is better? Or are we learning to be content with less? What are our contentment levels like? Has, has this crisis uh, Caused you to change your perspective on what is enough, your definition of what is enough. And as Christians, as followers of Christ, does the Bible guide us in making this decision? Uh, maybe I can just share uh, from a personal point of view, I've been on this journey of enough for, for the past six years. And, and it all started for me when I read two books. Uh, the first is called More or Less by Jeff Shinabaja, and the second is called Enough by Will Davis Jr. And, and these books uh, changed the way that I thought about Enough. And, and it also changed the way that I, that I started living and, and please don't get me wrong I have by no means got this all figured out and I get properly and horribly lost uh, on this journey of enough and I find myself back on that hamster wheel of never enough and more is better and I think to myself how is it that I got back here but, but one thing I do want to say is that I'm committed to not allow culture and society to, to define what enough is in my life. Maybe that's the rebel in me coming out, but, but I don't want them to define what enough looks like for me. I want God's word to define what enough looks like, and I want the life and the example of Jesus to define what enough is for me. And I wanna live in in that space and in that place. But, But I'm not, remember I'm not prescribing to you this morning, I'm inviting and you are deciding. But I'm also trusting. And I'm trusting that the Holy Spirit is going to do the work in you and through you that only he knows needs to be done. Because only he knows your heart, your mind, your experiences, your struggles, your challenges. And so it is wise and it is good that we trust him uh, in this process to, to lead us and guide us as we go on this journey. So he's our leader, he's our guide as we go on this journey, if you would like to go on this journey. So if you have your Bible with you this morning, I'd like us to have a look at some scripture and specifically in the book of, of Luke. And uh, I'd like us to turn to Luke chapter 9 and we're gonna read the first three verses. The context here is that Jesus is sending out uh, the 12 disciples. So uh, verse 1, when Jesus had called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Verse 3, he told them, take nothing, say nothing, Take nothing for the journey. No staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirts. Wow, that is quite radical and I know some of you are sitting there getting very nervous because you're thinking She said she wasn't gonna prescribe, but I know she's probably gonna say we have to sell everything and we have to go on a missionary uh, journey to some place we don't even know and and we're not allowed to take anything with us. And we have a saying in our house when any of us gets excited uh, for for no reason. And it it goes like this, chill champ. So chill champ, Uh, relax. Uh, you don't have to be nervous. I'm not going to tell you to do that, but I, I do think that this text communicates some principles, some very important principles, and I'd like to suggest uh, what those principles are to you. and And there are three things that I want to highlight. And the first is is obedience. Uh, Jesus was uh, commissioning them to go out and do what he was asking them to do. The second thing that I wanted to highlight was dependence. Jesus was saying to them, I want you to be dependent on me as your provider for everything. And the third thing I wanted to highlight is is this idea of detachment, that that he may have not wanted them to take any possessions with them, so that they didn't put their security in what they had with them and that they didn't put their identity or attach their identity to their possessions. Um, Daryl and I have a couple in our life, they are a very special couple, they are older than us a bit further down the road and they are such a good example of living simply. They live two ways. They live godly, three ways actually. They live godly, they live simply and they live generously. And and I decided when I grow up I want to be like them and they are very special to us, they are very dear to us and they are setting such a good example of how to not live on that hamster wheel of never enough and more is better. I don't think they've ever been on that hamster wheel. They are a beautiful example and I'm gonna keep looking at them and following them as they follow Jesus because there's something in the way that they live that is so beautiful that I want to I want to imitate. Um, I hope they know who they are. I Hope they're watching, and I hope they know who they are. But uh, I was speaking to another friend just this this past week, and um, her husband didn't get a salary for for April, uh, and. And she got about a third of the income that she usually gets. And she said to me, Michelle has been very rough. In fact, she used a a different word, but I won't repeat repeat the word. She's very cute, very expressive. And, um, And she said to me, it's been rough. But the most amazing thing has happened. God has put people in our lives who have shared with us what they have. And, and they have done things for us uh, when they knew that we couldn't pay them. And, uh, and, she, and she said something else, which was, was really important. She said, but you know what we've had to do? We have had to be vulnerable. We've had to put our pride one side. And we have had to accept the help uh, that they were offering to us. We have had to accept that they wanted to share with us. And and what was happening, what was happening in this example, uh, people who had more than enough were sharing with this couple who had less than enough so that they could have enough. So people were sharing their more than enough with this couple who had less than enough so that they had enough because it is very very difficult it is very difficult to thrive when you are living with less than enough you are you are you are barely surviving never mind thriving and now this couple is doing the same thing they may not be able to to share financially but they are sharing uh, their gifts and their expertise with others. And, and this kind of sharing uh, that I'm speaking about is, is actually what we see in the book of Acts, and, and specifically um, Acts 2, where believers shared with anyone who was in need by selling what they owned. Um, So I'm not saying, I'm not saying by any means that you have to sell, you know, what you own in order to help someone else who is in need. Uh, That's what these believers were doing. They were living sacrificially to help those who were in need. Uh, Acts 4 says, verse 32, all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. Uh, verse thirty-four: There were no needy people among them. Um, that's from the New Living Translation. Friends, everything we have is is from God, and it's not wrong for us to enjoy these things. But but are we grateful? Um, are we are we humble? And and then I want to answer that: Are we are we being responsible? Are we sharing our more than enough with someone who has less than enough so that they have enough? What are we doing with our surplus? You know, um, are we are we hoarding it or are we sharing it? I'm I'm one of those uh, three cans of tuna in the pantry cupboard at a time kind of a girl. And the other day, I looked in my pantry cupboard and I had this tower of tuna. You know, it's like seven or eight cans of tuna and I thought what what is this about you know are are you becoming a hoarder all of a sudden in lockdown so um yeah so I have to get rid of some some cans of tuna but the other night uh, friends of ours they phone us and she says to me Michelle I made a huge big pot of stew I could put it into containers and freeze it but I feel like sharing it would you like some And I gladly, gladly accepted it. And and what a beautiful thing. What a beautiful thing. I I could hoard it, but I'm going to share it. If we acknowledge that God has been good to us, if you say, God has been good to me, we have to ask, does God want to be good to someone else through me? Does God want to be good to someone else through me? So, what is enough for you? What does it look like for you to live with enough? What what is enough stuff in your life? Another another friend from Freedom sent me a WhatsApp uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, She was was cleaning out, like a lot of us have done uh, during lockdown. But she was cleaning out and her exact words to me in the WhatsApp were, I have so much stuff and I just wanna give back. So what was she saying? She was saying, I have more than enough and I don't wanna hoard it. So I wanna make sure, sure that my more than enough goes to someone who has less than enough so that they have enough. And that's exactly what happened. And those who received her more than enough were so grateful. Friends, um, this is a, a it's a very simple equation, but I believe that it's a very profound and a, a very powerful way to live. Am I going to am I going to let my more than enough be uh, someone else's enough, especially that person who is living with less than enough? So in the interests of not letting this coronavirus crisis um, go to waste, can I, can I invite you to go on that, that journey and, and to work this out with Jesus? And maybe right there where you are, you can pause and you can just look around you. What, what do you see? Do you see more than enough? Do you see enough? Do you see less than enough? Will we, will we willingly live with less, especially when it means that someone else um, gets to have enough? It, especially when it means the difference between someone living with less than enough and enough. Will we be obedience? Will we be dependent? on God? Will we live detached from our possessions? What is enough? What is enough? Um, and, and this question, how, once we've defined that, how do we stay satisfied with enough? And what do we do with our more than enough? Will we live simply? So that others may simply live like Gandhi said. Friends, I pray, I pray that this crisis will teach us how much we actually have and how little we really need and that it will start to open our eyes to the the needs of others and And I pray that these lessons that we are learning will forever change the way that we think, um, but more importantly, that they will also change the way that we live in future. In Jesus' name.